What's up, everyone? This is the Boxing One, bringing you episode four. So in our last episode, we gave our top 10 point guards and shooting guards. In this episode, we're going to round out the positions with our top 10 small forwards, power forwards, and centers. But before we start, I got a few headlines. So so Bradley Beal did drop 60 against the... Who did he drop 60 against? Was it the 76ers? 76ers. Yeah, they dropped 70, yeah, uh, 60. Really he dropped 60. It was very intense. And I mean, although they lost, I mean, Bradley Beal has been on a tear. I think he leads the league in scoring right now. And he's had continuous games of him dropping 30 plus. I mean, like, I think he's averaging 35 points per game right now. Although the Wizards are 3 and 8, they're on the upswing because they won yesterday. But mm-hmm. he's been on a tear so far this season. And uh, secondly, if you guys heard James Harden's post-game interview yesterday, he's saying how his situation in Houston is unfixable. Yes. He wants out immediately. So you're going to have a lot of team chemistry issues, a lot of um, you know accountability issues in Houston, and won't be surprised if we see James Harden in another uniform by the trade deadline. All right. So, yeah, that's quite a few uh, nice headlines for this past week. So that being said, let's uh, get started with our top 10 small forwards. So... Right, so for my top 10, I've got Boyan Bogdanovich on Utah Jazz, and pretty much all right. I can say much great about him is like he's just, a, just like pretty much a scoring machine for the Utah Jazz. He's pretty much like all the what they need from his uh, from his game really. Like if he gets like game like a, what 18, 20 point score, um, especially when it gets hot, like the Utah Jazz are pretty much like on the verge of winning that game. So. That's pretty much what I like about Boyan Bogdanovich so far. Albeit, like, um, his absence in the playoff bubble might have made an impact for the Jazz's uh, playoff run. So, I think I'd like to see what he can do bring for the season. Uh, as much as I'd like to agree with you, um, I have Michael Porter Jr. at number 10 from the Denver Nuggets. Although he's been injured to start the season, I think the leaps he took in the bubble and um, him starting the season, uh, having to step into a bigger role with the... Uh, Jeremiah Grant and Jemiah, uh, not Jemiah Green, um, Torrey Craig gone. I mean, I think this dude's an excellent shot creator. He, he's he's a bona fide scorer. I mean, you can see um, what he was able to do in the bubble with just limited Absolutely. minutes. And I just think this series is going to take a huge step in terms of scoring. I want to see the defense improve. That's why I have him at number 10. But he can definitely shoot up the list if he can take, this, uh, take a step forward in the right direction. Yeah, really like what you said, though. Uh, that's why I have from him as my number nine, Michael Porter Jr. Um, yeah, really, all you said are pretty much like on the spot. And the reason like I bring him as number nine is because like his um, elevated role into the starting lineup. And I think like starting beginning the season, he's like really taking huge leaps on pretty much every aspect of his game. Especially when you said about his like a defense in the previous years, I think he's really upped that a lot with his steals and blocks. And uh, despite only playing four games due to him being in COVID protocol, I think he's really make, making a huge, great start for the season so far. 100%. Yeah, we basically swip, uh, switched picks. Um, I have Bogdanovich at uh, nine. I mean, for the same reason you said, I think if he can go back to his last season form where he's putting up 20 with him, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, I mean, that that's an they'll they'll have a pretty potent offense and I think that's what they lacked last year was some scoring options behind Donovan Mitchell but um again this this man can shoot he can ball he'll give you 20 a night so I'm at number nine mm-hmm. all right so for number eight I've got DeMar DeRozan 
of the San Antonio Spurs. And I think like we all failed to like forgot that he used to be an all-star for the Toronto Raptors and like despite hit him for him playing on the Spurs, I think he still has long flashes of his old self with the Raptors. Like he's has like a lot of scoring abilities, like all his shot creating abilities and I think like for the season he's been like posting some really great numbers um since his first uh tenure um yeah really like showing showing flashes of himself back then so really like to see that yeah i also have uh and at eight i think he's just gone so underrated i mean people have just flown over the radar ever since Kawhi overtook him in toronto people just forgot how good he is and i mean he can still play i mean Although he may not be in the All-Star game right now, I think he's putting up All-Star caliber numbers this season. So maybe we'll see a reappearance to the All-Star game. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. Yep. Alrighty, so for number seven, I've got Gordon Hayward of the Charlotte Hornets. And I think so far from what you see him on the Hornets, I think he's doing really great so far. Um, since it's like, ever since he got that perfect injury with the Celtics in 2018 I think like many believe that he's kind of regressing quite a bit but I think honestly I think he's really putting this value of his contract like makes sense so far like he's really living up to his contract like many people thought that Michael Jordan the GM uh, made a really bad move by signing him that much money but I think so far like he's paying a lot of dividends like he's putting like really huge numbers uh these past few games and especially pairing with Lamar the ball <laughs> at point like he get really good looks uh on the floor 100 um but i have chris middleton um from the milwaukee bucks at number seven um i think there are a lot of questions about his fit alongside Giannis antetokounmpo as a number two guy and i think this year um i think he sort of maybe answered that question or made it less of a concern I mean, he, he can put up, what, 30 any night, given he's a very consistent volume, three-point shooter, gets to his spots, he can handle the ball, be a playmaker. I mean, I just think he does a lot of good things for the Bucks offense. If they find the right number two guy, which might be Drew Holiday, only because Drew Holiday can playmake, um, that, that, that's a scary team in the East. But okay, we'll have to see where the Bucks land after mm-hmm. for sure. the regular season ends. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why I have for him as number six for the Bucks, Chris Middleton. Um, yeah, pretty much he hit all the great points about about Middleton, like especially him being like a very consistent volume shooter. Um, last year he was just shy of a 50-40-90 season, um, but I think like the addition of Drew Holiday gives him like a lot of option, like gives him a lot of options in terms of having the spacing needed for him to get a shot up. And I think like you said, like he could pull up 30, capable of pulling up 30 a night when he's like really hot. Uh, but I think like really for now, like he's pretty much like doing what he's doing so far. And I think like the upgrade of Drew Holiday can probably put him over the top compared to uh, his previous seasons. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I have Gordon Hayward at number six. I think he's done really well in Charlotte. I mean. He put up his career high, I think, the other night where he had 44, and then last game he put up 34. So he's able to be the lead option on the Hornets, be a lead playmaker. And I think, although people like really doubted Charlotte, they have a lot of like solid quality pieces around him. It's not like he's forced to carry the offensive load, but I think people forgot about how good he was with the Utah Jazz. I think he's reminding everybody that he should still be in the all-star conversation for this year. I agree, definitely. All right, so for my number five, 
I've got Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. And coming off from his most improved player campaign last season, I think he's like really, really elevating his game in a lot of ways. Um, like he's pretty much like up his game, like in terms of shot, shot making, his um, playmaking. Also, it's like his defense, like especially with his length, he's able to do like create up like good blocks and shot and steals. And yeah, really like uh, how he's pretty much like contributing so far for Pelicans, like really doing so well so far. Yeah, 100%. I also have Brandon Ingram at number five for pretty much the same reasons. Um, I just think he's taken a big step since he was with the Lakers. I think he's become the number one option for a Pelicans team that's loaded with lots of young talent. Um, he's turned into, what, a 24-point-per-game score or something like that. Um, he's good for them in the clutch. I just think the pairing of him, Zion, and Lonzo was an excellent big three. And until, like, all of them hit their full potential, of course. But, I mean, they're definitely fun and exciting to watch. They're still, like, top they're still, like really good. They still have, like, a lot of, like, growth left. And seeing what he's done so far last year, like, this big three could be really scary for the f- years to come. All right. Number four, I've got Jason Tatum of the Boston mm-hmm. Celtics. Um, I think we can all say that Jason Tatum is making huge leaps, like, ever since he got drafted in 2017, like, many... I think like many think like he should have been the number one option from that draft in terms of, like how much he's grown as a player since then. Like um, he's averaging like what 26, 27 so far in this game, and like last year in 2020, he's been like on an absolute tear. That sees like many people like believe like this man is coming. He's going to be like perhaps MVP uh, years to come. Uh, sad to say that like he's tested positive for COVID. Um, but I think like once he's like able to like be clear for playing, I think it's gonna come like where he left off uh, in the beginning of the season. So yeah, uh, I also have Tatum at four. I mean, he's just become such a dynamic scorer ever since he entered the league. You know, his growth, his his potential, and his defense. I think surprisingly is what makes him a very good player, and I think. His fit alongside Jalen Brown so far, I think they're becoming one of the top duos in the league. It's kind of underrated. Um, but again, he's he's a scoring machine. He's been taking over the game for the Celtics. And with Kemba Walker back, I want to see if he can continue his, his dominance. Mm-hmm, for sure. Absolutely. And okay, for number three, I've got Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. Uh, what can I say about Jimmy Butler? Uh, I think like last season, I think him with the Heat is probably the best fit he's had for his career so far. Uh, just like he's like really making putting the league on notice in terms of like how he's able to, especially with his chemistry with teammates. Like many people think that he's a chemistry killer, but it's just all the, like, about the pieces around him, especially the young guys that he's been playing with. Uh, it's it's definitely clear that he's a de facto leader of Miami Heat and we just we saw that from last year's playoffs like they were the fifth seed but they went on absolute tear in the Eastern Conference putting the Lakers to six games in the finals um yeah I feel like really Jimmy Butler was really like uh really making huge leaps in his career so far yeah um he also has that dog mentality that you need if you want to win I think like he was the perfect fit in Miami because him and Pat Riley's their determination and willingness to win and I think he'd have that culture of like physicality and you have to put in the work and you can see how he didn't really like Philadelphia because the coaching didn't really like put emphasis on hard work and everything. And I think 
I don't know if it was somewhere in the Timberwolves where he took a bunch of third stringers and beat out the starting lineup just to show yeah, that they don't put in the work yeah, and that definitely. the third stringers can also be starters. So you can see that he, all he wants to do is win, but he's also a leader and he wants to influence those around him to be as good as they can possibly be. That's why I'm at top three as well. Really, I think like really appreciate like his work ethic actually throughout his career, especially now that him with Heat culture, I think he, like his like mentality is like really put on par with what he wants as a player, as a team, and yeah, I think Jimmy Post definitely wanted to stay in the Heat probably until the end of his career. So, all right, so for our top two, number two, we've got uh, Kawhi Leonard of the LA Clippers. <laughs> but I think we definitely know who's going to be the number one. Um, but for let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. Um, I mean, before oh, I thought the, you were going to uh, say the other one, I would have been so mad if you said the other one. Like he's been perhaps a many say might be the best player in the NBA ever since when he won the championship with the Raptors. Um, but I think like a lot of people. Um, might undervalue him now ever since that 3-1 debacle against the Nuggets last season. But I think it's like, I think like pretty much like Kawhi Leonard does in the, in throughout the season, I think is what he does, like his defensive prowess, uh, really scoring abilities. I think like his shot making abilities has really like, took a huge uh, upside as well uh, since he was traded to the Raptors. Uh, but I think we do know clearly who the number one is. Yeah. Um... I just want to give my reason as so to why I think Kawhi's number two. I mean, if you could just see him when he takes his mid-range shots, it's like a layup for him. And I mean, he's arguably one of the best Absolutely. or the Absolutely. best two-way player uh, in the league. And I mean, I just think if he can take a step forward in like playmaking, I think he could. Uh, he 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 won't surpass number one, but he'll just make his his um, legacy a bit better if he could just become more of a playmaker because he's more ball dominant and he's like get to my spot and do that thing he's also not a vocal leader which is probably what's holding him back i'm just saying right definitely i think great point about him but about like, his leadership as well mm-hmm. uh honestly people think like last season like he didn't like really bring his teammates together like he's just, like very quiet in a way he's like goes in the locker room does his thing and on the court that's it like there's i think there's like a lot of his leadership qualities that just seem to be taking a hit or i say lack of leadership um Hopefully, he could be more vocal with his teammates, especially wanting to uh, prove the doubters wrong. So, I think, especially like us from that 2020 playoff this, uh, defeat. So, yeah, great stuff. But I think we know uh, the number one small forward for this season. I think the king himself, LeBron James of the Lakers. Uh, what can we say? He's the uh, reigning finals MVP, reigning champion, heading into his 18th season, just turned the 36. King. Uh, the king. He's still putting like, really solid numbers as well. He's putting up like 20, 24, 25, 7, and 8, or stuff like that. Um, what can we, like Those numbers are absolutely insane, especially, um, I think, like, one of the main things why LeBron <clears throat> might be an all-time great is, like, especially his, his longevity. Um, 18 years in league so far, and he's putting up those numbers. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he's the king. There's no conversation about it. I mean... Also, what he did yesterday against, um, was it who did they play yesterday? I think they played against the Bulls, I think. They played the Bulls. Okay, yeah, they played against somebody, whatever. <laughs> and uh, he just turned around, he's like, put a Benjamin on, he 
shot the three and then turned immediately around and looked at the bench and he made it. That was that was insane. But that's just oh, yeah, supposed to show why he's just oh the Rockets, yeah. Oh yeah, then of course it's the Rockets. But yeah, after he hit that three when he turned around, I was like, all right, you know, he 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 knows he knows he's 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 the man, the big man out there. Yep. And uh, yeah, I know. Like especially when like last season, like everyone keeps doubting him. Like oh, the Lakers aren't gonna like go go to the championship. They had like all these uh, all these great teams, and he just proved them wrong with the championship. And he definitely uh, plans to build that up for this season. So, so yeah. So that is our top ten small forwards. Let's move on to our top ten power forwards. So. At number 10, I'm going to take Aaron Gordon from the Orlando Magic. Um, a lot of people just thought he was a dunk contest type of guy, but he's also been the lead scorer. Actually, I don't know if you take him or Vucevic as the lead scorer, but he's one of the top two players on his team in terms of scoring ability. And, I mean, I just think he's taken, like, good steps from, like, the years he's entered the league, and he's becoming a more um, consistent and uh, more dependent, like, player when it comes to like knocking down big shots and threes and I mean I just think just as explosive athleticism is what just propels him to the top ten. I mean this dude's probably one of the best dunkers we're gonna have in the league and yeah I'm at number 10. Uh yep I also got Aaron Gore at number 10 as well uh yeah that's pretty much all we said about yes, uh his just being one-sided in terms of dunker I think he's really becoming a more well-rounded player in terms of his playmaking his shot making shot creating and especially when you say like he's very dependent when it comes to uh, shots and crunch time, um, definitely going to be having a re- very reliable. And we could definitely include definitely his explosive athleticism that can all brings a lot of like a lot of flair for the Orlando Magic. Um, so yeah, definitely Aaron Gordon I think is a top ten power forward. So at number nine, I have uh, Blake Griffin. I think a lot of people have just like said he's fallen off since he's with the Clippers. You know, his lob city, his dunk contest, and. You know, it was nuclear athleticism or whatever, but I just think he's he's not like fully fallen off. I mean, he still puts up quality numbers despite he's been injury plagued basically his whole career. And I, I thought the Pistons could, you know, possibly be a surprise team, but although they're at the bottom of the conference, I mean, he's been he's been one of the few bright spots for an organization that's been dysfunctional. But I'm, I mean, I like Blake Griffin at nine. Okay, right, so for my number nine pick, I've got John Collins of the, the Hawks. And I think, like, definitely building off from his last season, um, he's really making huge leaps in terms of scoring. He's playing up, like, probably perhaps being a 20 point scorer uh, for this season. And, like, pretty much similar to, like, Aaron Gordon, like, he's definitely his raw nuclear athleticism, like, really likes, brings a lot of flair, a lot of confidence uh, for the Atlanta Hawks team. And I think, like, Given that he's like he's a relatively young player, and I think he's like still has a lot of like growth in himself. Um, definitely, I think he's going to elevate a lot of his game for this season. Cool. So I have uh, Tobias Harris at number eight. Um, I think he's putting together a very solid campaign this year um, when he reunited with his head coach Doc Rivers because he had his best season when he was with them in uh, with the Clippers in Los Angeles. But people were saying, "Oh, he doesn't deserve a whatever max contract," and I don't think he does. But He's still a very solid player, like in terms of scoring, playmaking, energy, and he's he's a consistent twenty point per game scorer any night. I mean, although I don't know if the fit is good between like him, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, I think he's he's definitely not a detriment to their success. And I mean, he he puts a lot of heart and passion to the game. I think he's a very solid player at number eight. I hope he makes the All Star game soon. 
Yeah, definitely for sure. I've also got Tobias Harris at number eight, and yeah, pretty much what he said about a lot of great points about him. Um, especially like many people question about his contract and his productive level of production, but I still think like he might not reach up to that level of his contract, but I still think that he's put up like really nice numbers, especially when it comes to um, getting open looks from uh, like Simmons and Embiid, uh, getting good shots. Uh, so if that's pretty much like all you need from the, like him for the Sixers, like getting like good, putting up good scoring numbers uh, night in, night out. Mm-hmm. So I have John Collins at number seven. I just think the step he's taken, like since he's entered the league, are just substantial. Um, he's developed a three-point shot. He's able to work well in the pick and roll with Trey Young. He's able to rebound. He's able to defend. Um, I just think I want to see a little bit more consistency um, from him this season. But I think for sure he's the top seven power forward in the league. I mean, his, his energy provides a spark to the Hawks, and he's an excellent fit alongside all their pieces. So if John's Collins at seven. Mm-hmm. Alright, so for my number seven, I've got Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so, I mean, like many people like don't realize like how like what Draymond Green brings to like Golden State Warriors. Uh, like definitely, he's like one of the core pieces for that Warriors dynasty. If you're, uh, for the Warriors dynasty, and uh, since he's came back, since he's come back, uh, like he brings pretty much all of his great qualities himself like especially his playmaking i think his playmaking as a power forward is pretty much like what makes him stand out amongst the power forwards like be able to direct the offense and like especially his defensive prowess like really brings a lot of energy for the warriors um and I'd like to see what he's uh, bringing to the table when it comes as he comes back for the season so i have a uh, demontis bonus at number six from the indiana pacers i mean this dude is like one of the most consistent like best power forwards I've seen this this season. I mean, he's giving you consistent 20 and 10 almost every night. Um, he's able to work well in the post and the mid range, able to hit the outside shot. He's an excellent rebounder. He's an excellent defender. And I mean, I think he's an excellent piece for a Pacers team that I think I even overlook for, you know, starting the season. Um, I wish I had him in the top five, but I mean, he's, an, he's a very solid player and he'll definitely make the All-Star game this season once again. Yeah, I completely agree with you about all those points about Spontus That's why I got him for number six as well. Um, yeah, pretty much like I think his consistency, especially on the court night in, night out, it's like really makes him a really great power forward. And probably one of the, as like a, one of the true big men in terms of like skills down the post. Um, I think like a lot of the, the intensity of the big men is like kind of like fading away now that uh, teams are growing more small. But I think like, yeah, Sabonis really like, he just really, really just does his job uh, really well. Like he knows his role. He knows what he needs to do for the Pacers, and he really does it on a night-in basis. So to kick off our top five, I've uh, Zion Williamson from the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, just coming out of high school, you realize how hyped up he was as a prospect. His dunking ability, his energy, his dominance in the the post, and I mean that's carried over since he went to Duke, and now he's with New Orleans. And I think this season he's truly become a twenty-point game scorer. Um, he's picked up some of the defensive stats, which is which are really good. I mean, I think he's playing an excellent uh, situation alongside Lonzo Ball, who's probably one of the best playmakers in the game right now. I mean, his ability to you know set up Zion for lobs and stuff like that brings a lot of energy to a young New Orleans team and makes them a really fun watch. And I mean, Zion's going to be an excellent player. Hopefully, his knees don't give up on him. But for right now, he's he's playing pretty well. 
that's absolutely true. Got uh, got signed as well as number five, and pretty much uh, really bring elevating his game from like, last season. And um, yeah, brings a lot of energy. Uh, a lot of like he's like pretty much box office like every time when you see him play, uh, and especially paying with Lonzo Ball and like really good open looks, especially uh, at, the, at the basket. Like it's it's Zion Williamson. What do we expect? Uh, like one of the most hyped up prospects uh, in the NBA. Uh, yeah, definitely the good question that you brought up is like whether like his um, be able to stay healthy throughout the season, especially like it's like he's pretty much like the body of a linebacker yeah. with like 48 hops, like. He's like one of the most un- un- unorthodox in terms of his body, but yeah, whether he needs to be able to hold up, especially with those that uh, his injury history so far, like whether he's able to hold that up, uh, yeah, for the entire season. So at number four, I have uh, Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors. I mean, you can see how he took such a big step after Kawhi Leonard left in free agency, and although he did not do as well in the playoffs, he's come back these past few games this regular season. Showing everybody why he's the number one option. He's putting up, what, 24, 25 points per game. Consistent source of rebounds, assists, and solid defense. I mean, I think although Toronto is underperforming this season, I think he's trying to weld them back into, you know, playoff contention. And I think overall, he's just taking excellent strides. I mean, I want to see more um, from his three-point shot. But overall, I mean, he's, he's playing really well and should make the all-star game once again. Uh, definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, compared to last season for Pascal, uh, really making huge strides as pretty much being like the uh, the number one option for the Raptors. And yeah, definitely building up from this season, despite the Raptors perf- like really underperforming so far. But I think like he's able to um, like really provide that spark that the Raptors needed in terms of like their defensive pro- defensive ability. Um, and I think like yeah, definitely Pascal is like definitely worthy of becoming an All Star for the uh, no, once again. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, Giannis Akunpo at number two. Um, you know he's a two time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and uh, I mean although he just runs and dunks, which is why I kind of don't like him, but I mean he definitely plays a lot of dominance. I mean I think his transition game is insane. It's a lot of highlight reel dunks and. He's had some insane statistical seasons, and although the Milwaukee Bucks haven't really made much of uh, postseason noise, I mean, he's, he's definitely a superstar player, and congrats to him for signing that Supermax this, this offseason, and hopefully Milwaukee does uh, better this season. Maybe makes a finals appearance, who knows? Absolutely. Uh, you said you had Giannis as number two? Yeah, Giannis at number two. Okay. I think like, he might have skipped the number three option. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I have a. <laughs> Kevin Durant yeah. as my number three. And I yeah. Sorry. Oh my god. As well. Um. Yeah, no, that's all good. It's all good. Um. But speaking of, so let's talk about Kevin Durant as our number three. Um. I think we know what Kevin Durant is when he's fully healthy. Like he's an absolute lights out scorer. Um. That's like. Pull up from thirty. Pull up from thirty, as Stephen A. says. Um, but the reason like, they think we bring it down to number three is like whether because he's coming off from an Achilles injury and whether we know he's able to come back to full form is like a really mm-hmm. tall order. Um, but so far, he's like pretty much putting up huge numbers for the Brooklyn, Net, Brooklyn Nets so far, especially the absence of Kyrie uh, these past few games. I think like, he's really going to take a lot of uh, scoring responsibilities for the Brooklyn Nets so far. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, I also have Duran at number three. Um, I mean, he's just a dynamic scorer, one of the best to ever do it. You can see after he hit that dagger three yesterday against the Nuggets, he's reminding everybody about how good this dude is. And... Yeah, 
who like he's putting the Leon notice like, hey, you forgot about me. What I what I can do. Especially like it reminds me of when uh during the playoffs in 2019 when he says like, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, you know who I am, right? And he's telling the press like, hey, don't forget about me. Like about that uh, him and Pat Bev press series. So just reminding everyone who he is as a player. And speaking of your number two, I also have Giannis at number two, and like Let him as know. we all know, like he's like when it comes to transitions, like this man is pretty much unstoppable. Like you cannot like stop him when he's running at full speed. Uh, he's like pretty much like very, pretty much one of the most athletic guys we've seen so far in the, the NBA. Uh, but yeah, really the question is like, can he be able to uh, really get that jump shot that the Bucks desperately need from him in order to make him more, pretty much a more complete player? for the Bucks team and whether they can be able to make some noise in the playoffs these past few years have been pretty underwhelming by their standards and with him signing at Supermax I think like he's really wanted to prove to Bucks that they want to bring a championship uh, to Milwaukee mm-hmm. at number one we have LeBron's teammate power forward Anthony Davis who should have won defensive player of the year his partner in crime yeah I mean Anthony Davis is probably one of the most skilled big men in the league he's a very versatile defender um, he'll give you what 28 eight and four a night i mean i just think he's an incredible fit alongside lebron james i mean his ability to work in the post his ability to hit those mid-range shots i mean he has guard skills for a big man i don't know if you've seen his handles but this this dude can put the ball on the floor cross people well make them look like they don't know how to play defense i mean i mean that's for a power forward like anthony davis like this man is probably like the most like Pretty much, like, he could possibly, like, be a positionless player. Like, he can play all five positions, to be honest. Like, he's got the play, he's got handles, he's got sides, he's got, uh, he's got the three-point shot, you know? Like, he's, like, pretty much, like, the power forward of this game so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that rounds out our top ten power forwards. And let's move on to our final list, the top ten standards. Yeah, 100%. Those are my reasons, <laughs> exactly. So for now, my number 10 center, we've got Yusuf Nurkic of the Portland Trailblazers. And I think like coming off from that injury for that devastating leg injury, um, you know, he's pretty much like putting, giving the Blazers what they need, putting up like really nice numbers or really a double-double uh, every game, uh, especially with his size, he's gonna be able to block shots. I think like that's pretty much like his res- like really putting his response. He's really doing really well with his responsibilities uh, that Blazers need for him, and I think like uh, definitely like really seeing uh, Flash them himself uh, before that injury. Like really, uh, I think really excited to see what he's doing. Yeah, I also have Yusuf Nurkic number ten. Shout out because he's on my fantasy team, but he also has been kind of underperforming. He did get injured last game, so hopefully he gets um recovery and he can able and he's able to play um tonight or whenever they play next but i mean you can see what he's done taking the steps in the bubble becoming a double double player and um overall just providing some stability to the blazers front court so yeah i have a number 10 as well Mm -hmm. all right so for my number nine i've got christian wood of houston rockets uh ever since when he's uh with the houston rockets this season i think he's really He's pretty much like all of his stats are like absolutely through the roof compared to his previous years. He's playing like 23 and 11 uh, so far this season. And I think like he's, he's really like really elevating his game tremendously uh, for, throughout this 
early season so far for Houston Rockets. I'm really excited what he's doing uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, I have Andre Drummond at number nine. Um, uh, although Drummond pl- does play for the irrelevant Cavs and he has played for the irrelevant Detroit Pistons, cannot deny this dude's one of the best rebounders this game has ever seen. He's putting up, I think the past two games have been like 20-20 games for him. And I mean, I just think he's an excellent rebounder. I don't know if you consider them empty stats, but I, I feel like he's a pretty solid player, but I have it for nine. Okay, yep, I got, pretty much I got Andre Drummond at number eight, pretty much like the same reasons we got so far. Yeah, him with the Cavs so far, like he's putting up, pretty much like honestly, like putting up a 20-20 every night, because like he's probably, he's got the most 20-20 games out of all the centers so far this season, or actually all the centers like the past few years, honestly. Um, I mean, when you, when you need stats, like, when you need stats for a big man like Drummond, like, he's going to give it to you pretty much on a nightly basis. 100%. Um, I have Christian Wood at number eight. I just think, like, after so many people counted him out, you know, as he was, like, a two-way player for some teams. And I think after that, after Andre Drummond got traded to the Cavs, he was stepped into that lead role on the Pistons as the start center. I mean, you can see why this dude is arguably a really amazing talent that people just overlooked. I mean, I think his fit alongside John Wall in Houston and kind of James Harden. I don't know what James Harden is doing, but his fit alongside um, John Wall is amazing. He's putting up excellent numbers. And I mean, if he can make an all-star season, maybe in the next few years, that'd be a remarkable achievement for him. That'd be great to see. All right. So for my number seven, I've got DeAndre Dayton of the Phoenix Suns. And um, definitely like really with the addition of Chris Paul, like he's going to definitely be a great addition. <clears throat> definitely gonna bring great energy for the Suns down the post, especially coming from the <clears throat> sorry about that. Coming from the pick and roll. And honestly, like his his size, his length, like really brings a lot of like defense uh, down the post for Aiden and that's pretty much one of the reasons why the Suns are top of the West Coast Conference so far. Yeah, um I have Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz at number seven. Yeah. Uh Although I kind of clown on him for shutting down the league, you know, because he was touching the mice, coronavirus going on and everything. But I mean, he is an excellent defensive player. Uh, he's putting up solid numbers. He's a good fit alongside Donovan Mitchell. I mean, consistent source of rebounds, paint protection, uh, maybe give you like 12 and 12 a night. He's a pretty solid player, you know, top seven center. I'll, I'll give him that, although I clown on him. That's definitely a fair point. Uh, so. Yeah, I have them for uh, number six for Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert. Uh, but despite his like limited offensive abilities, like he's pretty much one of the premier uh, defensive centers in the league. Like he puts up like really great blocks, uh, really great contest shots uh, for at the at the rim. Um, but I think like can he be able to have a more offensive game uh, throughout the season? But I think his defense is pretty much like unmatched, uh, pretty much like one of the best in the league so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, we basically swap picks. I have DeAndre Ayton at number six. I mean, I just think he's been overlooked because you know he's in the same draft class with Trey Young and Luka Doncic, so he's been overlooked. But I mean, he's been a consistent source. It's not like he's been like a liability. He's going to give you like eighteen and ten a night. And I think this season, like you said, alongside Chris Paul, he'll have another excellent season. And that big three is, is a very solid big three. I don't think people understand that. Watch out for them. Phoenix could be a top four team in the West. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, so for my number five, I got Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty much like 
one of the more complete offensive got one offensive centers in, in the league, especially like when he gets when he needs to create a shot. He's like he's a pretty decent shot maker, um, like especially with the playmakers of uh, like Cole Anthony taking in the point guard after Markel Fultz for an ACL. Um, like he's gonna, he's pretty much like gonna give you like really good twenty, pretty much like 22, 22, 12 per night. Um, he's like pretty much your very reliable uh, center. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Carl Anthony Towns at number five, though, because, um, I mean, just what he's been able to do, I think he's one of the top three-point shooting centers. He's was the number one overall pick. He's a good rebounder. He's probably the number one option on the Timberwolves right now. But the only thing I don't have above uh, Vucevic is his like, defensive concerns, because he doesn't really provide much blocks or room protection. But I mean, overall, he's like an offensive superstar and powerhouse on that end, and you know, hopefully the Timberwolves can win some more games. I don't know, maybe creep into the play-in spot for maybe the number eight seed, but uh, probably gonna have another losing season. But Carl Anthony Towns at five. Yeah, I pretty much have I have him at number four, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. And really, pretty much you said about his offensive game, it's like he's like an absolute scoring machine, and especially when he brings his athleticism uh, to the game, he's like one of the most watched uh, centers uh, in the league. Uh, hopefully when he comes back fully healthy uh, for the rest of the season, and he'll pretty much like give you like really great numbers, night in, night out. So I have Vucevic at number four. I mean, he's a consistent three-point shooter. Like, you'll never not find like a flaw in his game. Like, he's a very complete all-around player, like you said. And I mean, I just hope the Magic can make a run again, maybe in the postseason. You know, maybe win, maybe one, one more playoff game. From one to two, but uh, I think he's been probably one of the bright spots for a Magic team that's kind of underperformed recently. And I mean, he's good outside shooting, good in the paint, good in the pick and roll, good in rebounding. So, very solid player. Exactly. Uh, for my number three, I've got Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat. Now, uh, despite that he's like one more undersized centers at six nine, I think like he's probably one more most versatile centers in the game. Like he's pretty much like able to defend like all positions, not just bigs. But, like he's able to like really like square up against like um, very speedy guards, um, and especially his defense. He's really like I think his like defense is really like really taking huge ups like really taking huge upside uh, in his recent years. Like he's definitely no uh, definitely a really great blocker, right? Really great shot blocker. Um, especially against that block against Jason Tatum in the playoffs, like that was an absolute, that was a beautiful uh, block that he made. Like it's definitely no surprise that he's a first team All Defense, and it's definitely like really going to bring his like really bringing all that from last season for this season. Mm-hmm. Also, have them at number three, basically the same reasons you detailed. I think a lot of what the Heat does with their like dribble handoff action, with, like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, is based around him and like what he's able to do as you know as as a center but also as like a point center like he can also facilitate the offense and i mean i just think it's just dynamic skill set and hopefully he becomes a defensive player of the candidate defensive player of the year candidate you know maybe this year or the next year like who knows but he has a very bright future absolutely uh, so for my number two i've got joel Embiid of this set philadelphia 76ers um especially coming off yesterday they come out a huge night like 45 17. I mean, that's what pretty much what Joel Embiid can do when he's like absolutely on fire. Uh, and I think like his huge upside, his huge size, uh, great length, 
like really brings a lot of great um, versatility, especially when he's able. He's like one of the best uh, three-point centers uh, in the league. Um, like I said, I think he's like a really probably one of the most versatile uh, centers uh, in terms of scoring ability. Like he, he has like he has besides like him and Dunn Payne, he's got like a really tight. He's a he has a pretty good fadeaway, and especially as mentioned before, his three-point shot. And I think like Joel Embiid's like really. Uh, pretty much like doing what he's done the past few, past few seasons. Yeah, 100%. Also, Joel Embiid at number um, two. I mean, like, when he's on fire and, like, when he actually wants to play and get something done, like, he's unstoppable. Literally, if he's, like, whether it be blocking shots, getting to the rim, finishing at whatever mid-range, the paint or three-point line. I mean, I, overall, I think maybe um, Philly could make a lot of noise, you know, this, this postseason. Hopefully, it's a top two, top three seed. Once again, I mean, Embiid's been playing lights out. I mean, that game yesterday, that could show you, like, th- this dude can be... Pretty much shows, like, what he's able to, what he's capable to do on many exactly. bases. Um, and so far, number one center, I think... Jokic's dude. What is it's the Joker, Nikola Jokic on the Denver Nuggets. And pretty much what can we say about the Joker? He's pretty much, pretty much, like, the most unorthodox center we've seen, like... For him being able to bring up the bring the ball off the floor as a center, uh, I think like I think like he's really taking like a really good uh, really good like responsibility in terms of, like playmaking alongside Jamal Murray. Um, but definitely, I think like one of his most underrated features I see from him is like definitely his uh, plays in the paint. Like he's able to post up like pretty much like any center, uh, regardless of size and like strength and all that. Like he can be able to post up like at, pretty much like absolutely bully you. Uh, no matter who you are, um, and we're going to say like his shooting ability is pretty much like almost second to none uh, amongst the center so far, and that's pretty much what we say. Especially coming off from that playoff run last year, I think we've all seen like what Joker is pretty much like really making huge strides uh, in these recent years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a number one too. I mean, his passing ability as a center is just unmatched. I think. He had one game this season. I don't know if it was him who put up 18 assists or something yeah, like that. But he absolutely put up, like, insane numbers. I think mean, he's like one of the leaders in assists. Like he's averaging like eight assists, eight nine assists per game as a as, as, a, big as man. a big man. Like, as a big man. Do we ever? I don't think like anyone's ever expect that from like a center like in his past. And like pretty much in the NBA, like you expect guards to do it, which but from a center, like that's kind of insane. Yeah. So um, that's our top ten centers, power forwards, and small forwards. Uh, thank you everybody for listening we'll come back next week with some more fresh little clean clean content but uh stay tuned yes sir all right later folks peace